Welcome back, friends, to The Motherhood. I'm Bethany. And I'm Raleigh. And we are glad that you're listening today. We have what might be kind of a short and sweet episode, but we are talking about the things that you really should prepare for when it comes to pregnancy or becoming a mother. We know you may have or are looking forward to the point when maybe you see that positive pregnancy test and you're filled with emotions and you probably first think what? Uh, Registry, gender reveal. Nursery. um, Fun stuff that you should definitely do. But I feel like Bethany and I in particular spent so much time on the pre-baby, like specifically Mm -hmm. those things plus like birth itself, that I feel like there were so many things that once Indy was here, I found myself Googling at like 2 a.m. Like, oh my gosh, what do I do for this? And like, I just think that now in hindsight, we could maybe shed some advice for things that we wish we were a little more prepared for had considered earlier. Yes. Yeah, exactly like Riley said. Like, not to say that you shouldn't prepare for birth and labor and all those things. Definitely so. But I feel like majority of us, and again, Riley and I are like, okay, you spend all those nine months preparing for giving birth to the baby, and then you get the baby and you're like, okay, what about all the rest of it? So we're going to talk about some things that maybe you don't initially think to prepare for. And this is also not to overwhelm you, because I know I was one who got overwhelmed by thinking about all the information that I needed to look up. So this is not to say, oh my gosh, you have to spend hours researching all of these topics too. But Maybe just if you have the time or space in your mind and energy, here are some things that you might want to look into as well. So I'm going to start with the one that's kind of birth related, Um, but I feel like in all of like the labor courses and all of that, they're like, have a birth plan, do a birth plan, know your right as a patient, you know, like Mm -hmm. you can refuse this and ask for that and all the things. We did... You did like a hypnobirthing. Mm -hmm. There were several like freebies online or just like courses you can buy that aren't free. You can Google a lot of things. YouTube has some things. Like there's so much information out there. And Mm -hmm. I think it's important to educate yourself on that and to be ready for, you know, like have a birth plan in mind. But I would say use that as a very loose guide Mm -hmm. because that is one thing that my birth plan was not a C-section. I was fortunate with her being breech, that I could kind of predict the C-section and I was able to plan a birth plan with a C-section. But I just think that so many moms, um, like they get upset if their birth plan doesn't happen and I feel like they spend time upset instead of kind of like taking it in stride Mm -hmm. and like really enjoying the process yeah and like I know that there are traumatic birth stories and I don't mean to discredit those I'm not talking about that but like you know like in general like if you wanted a dim light and for some reason you can't have a dim room get those nice fluorescents yeah that's beautiful (laughs) um but basically just a loose guide because as someone whose birth did not go according to her initial plan but still ended up being very positive. Mm-hmm. My heart goes out to the moms who really write off their whole birth as a negative experience because yeah. nothing went according to plan. Yeah, yeah. Definitely just being prepared for, like, all options. Like, you know, you might be trying to have a natural labor, unmedicated, um, but still just being informed on the process of a C-section mm-hmm. or the process of an induction or 
you know, different things that might consider you high risk or whatever it may be. Just kind of like... And the pressure to yeah. not follow a plan. Like, yeah. if you were like, I really wanted to go natural, but guess what? This hurts. Yeah. And you yeah. want to be in the moment and really enjoy it, get an epidural. Like, yeah. just, I don't know. Like I would say, like, have, like, your dream plan, but yeah. then use that again very loosely. Don't, yep. don't make it, like, super rigid to where things don't happen. Just like your plan, you're going to be heartbroken. Yeah, yeah. I would definitely say that is a good one. Um, I think the next big one that might be kind of obvious, but um, I'll say nursing or breastfeeding or pumping or formula, any form of baby feeding, I would just say spend some time looking it up, researching it. I would say especially if you're planning to or hoping to breastfeed. Mm -hmm. Um, I think, I know for me, you spend so much time with the labor delivery baby and then you're like, you get that baby and two hours later you're supposed to feed it or whatever and you're like, I don't even know how to. So spending some time looking up breastfeeding, um, just like holds, what a latch should look like, signs to look that baby is like latching right, Mm -hmm. those types of things. And that's the thing, like I knew I wanted to breastfeed um, in one way or the other, but I was so unprepared. You can check out the breastfeeding episode if you want specifics on our stories, Um, but I'll just be very transparent. It hurts. Mm -hmm. It's hard. Um, they don't tell you how to look for a good latch. Yeah. So Indy was latching incorrectly. It was very painful. Like no kind of like what, and the good thing is there are so many like Instagram accounts you can mm-hmm. follow and like pictures of what to look for and like all the things. And so it's getting a lot easier to access this information, but I just thought by knowing I wanted to breastfeed, I was set in terms of feeding. I didn't yeah. look into any of the complications or mm-hmm. what to expect for that. And, you know, you just go in so naively, like, oh, yeah, yeah I'm going to breastfeed. And then yeah. in the hospital, they're like, oh, look at her. She's latching. She's doing great. So they're talking me up. Yeah. I think things are peachy. Yeah. And they weren't. Yeah. Like, she wasn't latching right at all. Yeah. And then you get home, and you're not surrounded by those lactation consultants and things. And, um, and like, the amount. A lot of people can worry yeah. about the amount their baby's getting. And, like, I don't know. I'm not... I don't want to overgeneralize if there is someone who genuinely was not producing enough milk, but yeah. I do think that milk production is another huge worry, and it's like yeah. a breastfed baby truly does not need as much mm-hmm. as a formula-fed baby. Yeah. So it's, there's just so much to learn about it. Yeah, yeah. And I always say, like, even just know, know where if you have, like, a local lactation consultant or office, or I know there's, like, breastfeeding leagues and things like that, Um, But again, even if you're like, you're not planning to breastfeed, if you're like, I'm going to pump, like just, you know, research the best and easiest pump or consider options like hands-free or like what your work schedule might look like. Just looking at all those, if it's formula, looking up, you know, the best formula for your baby. And And like which ones are good for sensitive tummies. And if your baby has a, is a soy intolerance a thing or is soy what they give you for milk and like for like intolerances okay intolerances in general (laughs) yeah and and just like just like the birth plan like have the formula that you like but be prepared for your baby to not take to that one and be flexible enough to switch if you need to and yeah yeah same thing with like you know breastfeeding and pumping if you feel like you like for me like pumping wasn't the initial plan Mm -hmm. but that's what worked for us so we adjusted and moved on and Yeah, and I think kind of within that topic of baby feeding, another one I know you can probably speak more to was tongue ties. Oh, yeah. Or lip ties or... 
So luckily my sit well I don't say luckily it's not good but mm-hmm. like my sister's daughters had tongue ties and so she had kind of prepared me for like look for that yeah with a tongue tie the sooner you can get it corrected the better um and that also plays into the latch and like so many things can happen with a tongue tie their mouths can develop like I guess incorrectly maybe yeah. or like their tongue function can be off and yeah. like it can develop like tooth like when your teeth come in like with a placement like there's so much and like you're like yeah. a tongue tie yeah it can be tied to like headaches and stuff like yeah. it's crazy yeah and there's also a lip tie um your pediatrician should know how to look for those and mm-hmm. our pediatrician actually looked um at probably her first appointment like yeah. she was very tiny at first and um we ended up going down a, a road to get hers corrected but we ended up doing like a little laser treatment and stuff so like yeah, just check for those because yeah. the sooner you can get them corrected, the better. Yeah, and I know, like, for me, I didn't even know that was a thing until, you know, I had heard Indy was had one or whatever. So, again, just being aware. And we don't say that to, like, scare you. Be like, oh, your baby might get a tongue tie and it could affect all these things. But just, again, if you don't know, now you know. And it might be something just to... And it's really not it. a big deal. Yeah. Like, it's yeah. a very simple procedure. Um, checking for it, simple, like... It sounds scary, but it's it's, it's pretty minor. Yeah. yeah. Um, next, um, we kind of talked about this a couple episodes yeah. ago, but sleep. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's sleep. not to say that you have to be like, by the time you have your baby, you need to know if you're co-sleeping, yeah. if you're sleep yeah. training. Yeah. If you're... yeah. <laughs> what I think we mean by sleep is like familiarize yourself with what to expect in mm-hmm. terms of sleep. Like, obviously, newborns are like wild cards yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's really not much prepared just yeah. prepare to not sleep yeah, for the newborn yeah, yeah but um i think around like what four-ish months like they start the wake windows and actual sleep patterns yeah. and that's really cool to read and um research on yeah i know this was a big one for me because again i didn't even know like sleep regressions were a thing like mm-hmm. i thought once baby slept good baby was sleeping good and like you, you never only had any... went uphill yeah there was never any exactly yeah. so i think even again just knowing there are things like sleep regressions and knowing what types of things can affect sleep and what's like, safe for sleep yeah. what isn't yeah and like riley said it's not to be like okay i need to have my plan set in stone and i'm gonna do all these things but again i think just looking at when the regressions happen and also i would say researching sleep for yourself like realizing how important your own sleep Mm -hmm. is too though you might not get much of it at first I do think it's important to prioritize our sleep as well so even just again researching how important and valuable your own sleep is the next one and we won't elaborate on this one because we have a whole episode on it but it's vaccines um whether you are pro anti somewhere in the middle read up on them make sure that if you aren't getting them you know you feel confident in that decision Mm -hmm. and you know why you're not if you are maybe look at the ingredients and what to expect as far as side effects Mm -hmm. and you know should something hope and pray this doesn't happen but should something um cause a reaction you know what to look for and at what point you can take care of those reactions and at what point to consult a pediatrician so just really a lot of these categories are just like knowing what to expect in these areas I guess yeah and I think within that which I think is something most moms do but like finding that pediatrician doing research to find one that meets whatever your um, hopes and dreams are for vaccine and I know that's probably a given thing that most parents do but and don't forget you could say just finding a trusted 
pediatrician. Right. And don't forget that you have the right to essentially leave if you want. Yeah, like, yeah. it's not like you pick Find a pediatrician and, and it's yeah. where you're stuck. Like, I have yeah. a hard time wrapping my mind around this, but like, technically, they work for you. Yeah. Like, you're yeah. the one who gets to pick where you go. So be yeah. picky. Be picky. Um, next one, which is a big one. Um, and I know also not an easy one. I love to preface things if you haven't noticed, but um, finding a trusted community or trusted sources. So I know as we say all this stuff and we're like things you should Google or research and sometimes like Google and the internet is our worst enemy and not our best friend because there's just too much information. And then it's like, all right, well, this article says this and this article says this, but this TikTok told me this. Like I realize that's kind of like loaded to be like find a trusted resource or community, but... I do think Riley and I can both speak to like how important and helpful it is to just have like a trusted friend group Mm -hmm. that you can talk about some of these things or especially, you know, like once that baby gets here and you have all these questions or you just need a friend or you need someone to cry to, it's finding that group of people that will be there for you whenever you need it. And um, I know that's not an easy thing for everybody, but I do know there are like mom Facebook pages and groups. I think there's like local mommy and me type stuff a lot of places. So um, if you don't already have a trusted community, maybe just taking um, a step out and trying to find one so that again, once that baby gets here and you're like freaking out and you feel alone, you'll have someone to turn to. Right. And even a step further, like when we say like a community, mm-hmm. it can even be like your own family and yeah. like the people who are going to be there to support you through the, specifically the first few weeks mm-hmm. when it really is like the first few weeks with your very first baby can be, well, I won't say can be, it's, yeah. it rocks your world. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that's another thing to think about, like your community who's going to be like your friends and kind of like doing the walk with you, but also a step further, like family too, mm-hmm. like decide mm-hmm. kind of. Like, I know in Bethany's situation, like, her mom had to make transportation arrange- yeah. arrangements. And, yeah, so lots, lots to consider there. But yeah. just finding your community, whether that's friends, family, um, an online community, mommy and me, all kinds of options. Yeah. Um, this was a big one for me. Time with your spouse. Yes. Basically, what I was going to say with this one is, like, cherish it now, <laughs> but also have yeah. the conversation of, like, when you have a baby you kind of lose your I don't say you lose your connection because you love like you learn to love each other in a whole new way mm-hmm. um but there is definitely like it's different yeah and like yeah. you don't have the you don't put each other first anymore there's this little person who yeah. gets all of both yeah. of you yeah and so um as long as you know like you're expecting that like in I don't know. I feel bad just being like, make sure you and your husband both know that yeah, yeah. things are about yeah, to change. Yeah, yeah, It's going to be terrible. No. I think just like, I would totally agree with this point. And sometimes I'm like, I don't know if there is a way to prepare for this necessarily, but I think something that would have maybe just helped Josh and I is like, even if it's like a code word or something where it's like, you're just both in the understanding that like, hey, if I say... It's like mistletoe. Yeah, 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 yeah. If I say mistletoe, I'm just feeling, I'm feeling like I need you or I'm feeling unloved or I'm just feeling alone or like I'm just feeling like I need extra support or, you know, Josh might have, you know, similar or different feelings. But even if it's just like, because you might be exhausted and tired and not, not feel like having a conversation about it. So even if you can just be like, 
hey, mistletoe. And that just means I need some extra love right now or I need help. Or No I'm questions feeling, asked. I yeah, just need you. I don't know. Something like that. But just, yeah. I think just being aware, which most people are, that it changes. But I think having a plan of how you're going to communicate through maybe some of those just juggling acts of mm-hmm. both of you learning to become parents. And intentional time, just yeah. the two of yes. you. Like, even if it, it's going to look way different in the beginning. Like, in the beginning, it literally might be you put your baby down for a nap. And for 30 minutes, you guys have dinner and watch a show together yeah. and just connect, you know, like, even over something cheesy, like yeah. maybe like playing like a silly game yeah. or date night in watching The Office. I don't know. Yeah. But like, and then like you yeah, just said, it's it's the expectation of knowing things are about to get different, but that doesn't mean bad. It yeah. just means we got to stick it out, understand that we're each prioritizing this little person and it it goes back. Like you, you get time for each other again. It's just, you know, different for a few weeks, months, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that kind of goes hand in hand. We talked about just wanting to make sure like you're communicating those expectations to your spouse, or even if it's like other family members or things like that, which I think segues into one that we both have like talked about or had experience with, Mm -hmm. which is just communicating your boundaries, especially when that newborn gets here. And I know for like some people, some families, everyone wants to rush and see the baby. And even if it's not within those first few weeks or months, like just, um, kind of learning what your boundaries are. Like maybe you don't want a whole bunch of company right at first or whatever it is. Or, or maybe you want all the company yes. and then to decompress from all that and yeah. be by yourself. Like, yeah. um, I do think it's a lot easier if while you're pregnant, you're already making those like, yeah, this is our plan. When we get home, this is what we're thinking. This is kind of how this yeah. is going to look. Like rather than having the baby and being like, we're not allowing any guests. Like yeah. kind of prepare everybody for that. It gives them time to like make a plan and process things. And like if mm-hmm. if you are someone who doesn't want the company, I think it will be a lot softer of a blow to be like up front. Just be like, yeah, we're thinking when we get home, we're going to spend like a, a week or so by ourselves. And then we'll slowly invite family. Yeah. And it just, it's just the clear expectation. So you're communicating the expectation. Mm-hmm. And then also, like I just said, like they have time to process that and they don't feel like they're I don't say entitled or blindsided or something I don't know and I know that even like here we are we both have toddlers now but even still we're like learning about boundaries and especially just for you as a mom like learning what things you might need to say no to you know for the sake of getting your rest or what things you can say yes to but I don't necessarily know how you prepare that but definitely just you know if it's communicating to family your expectations in a sense after baby gets here or and I that think sort of thing. expectations can also I'm kind of going back here but like yeah. can kind of blend into to even how you and your spouse plan to parent mm-hmm. um again you don't need to have your discipline figured out as a newborn but yeah. like um I think a lot of things you don't realize you don't see eye to eye on until you're in, in the, the thick of it. Yeah, yeah. Um, for example, like sleep training, you know, Connor was like, I mean, we both wanted Indy in her own crib, but I do think that I was more sensitive to her cries, yeah. whereas he was able to be like, this is all for a bigger purpose. Yeah, so yeah. we were able to kind of work together and eventually we settled on um, the pop in and out. But instead of starting at like two minutes, we started at like 30 seconds. Like, because yeah. that gave us the training that I feel like she needed mm-hmm. and that Connor 
also wanted to instill, but it gave me the satisfaction of being like, 30 seconds and you can go check on yeah, her, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah, Kind of that middle ground. Right. Um, and then I think our last one is, um, again, something probably most people are doing, but just your registry items and planning for what you might need for baby. So there's definitely probably a few. Definitely, definitely probably. probably. <laughs> I say that so many times. There's probably a few that um, you definitely (laughs) know you need on your registry and are planning for and are already looking up and researching, but there might be a few items maybe you're not thinking of or you're not prepared for. Yeah. I think for me, one of the first that comes to mind is like bottles. Yeah. So I think a lot of times if people are breastfeeding, they either don't want to register for bottles or they're like kind of like burning the boat like no I'm gonna make breastfeeding work so I don't even need a bottle that was me I didn't register for any bottles with Archer because I was like we're breastfeeding I don't need those right and then when they told me he should have a bottle to strengthen his mouth I was like well I gotta go to Walmart (laughs) because I got no bottles so yeah and then we had like with Indy we had a little spell where she had reflux Mm -hmm. and so it was like all I had was Tommy Tippy bottles and I love them they're phenomenal but for a bit there, we had to go try some new bottles and see if it was her tummy or if it was a bottle, like if it could be fixed with a bottle. Yeah. And so I tried like a Dr. Brown's and a Advent? Is Advent, that what they yeah. Advent. Ad- Advent. Advent. No D. Yeah. 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 Whatever Advent. those brands are. Advent. Anyways. Um, Advent. Like the, the Advent, Advent calendars. calendars yeah. <laughs> she got a new bottle Advent every day. Advent calendars of Advent bottles. <laughs> but, no. And they actually make a pack of bottles now where it's like yeah. a bunch of different uh, ones like so you a, can like yeah, find out. Thing yeah. Whatever, so, yeah. But things like that where like you, you don't necessarily plan on using it, but it's not bad to have it. Another great example is like Tylenol. I know that... Um, you don't necessarily want to jump straight to a medication. Yeah. But it's like there might be an instance where you need the emergency bottle of Tylenol. Yeah. And so it doesn't hurt to have it. That doesn't mean you have to use it. It just is literally break glass in case of emergency. Yeah. And if it's like, I'm always kind of the person that's like, if these are things people are going to buy for you, it's not like you're spending your own money on something right. you might never use. Um, but yeah, I think just like being prepared for some of the options you might not i'm trying to think of what some other things on well, a like, registry might be that you you could also normally think about for. like so for me i was like hello bello everything yeah and i was like body wash lotion all the things well then guess what indy ended up having eczema and so mm. we have to use a special lotion for her and yeah like there's nothing wrong with a hello bello but like what if she had a reaction to it or like mm-hmm. so again i, I don't want to be like don't commit to a brand, yeah. but just being prepared for, like, you know, those things to happen. Yeah, yeah. And that might even be a case where it's, like, just some gift cards are good so that yeah. if there are those things that you have to run out and get that week the baby's here or something, having just yeah. th- those gift cards to, like, My work look at the did things. a gift card shower. Here's a, yeah. a hack. Is it a hack? A tip? Whatever. Yeah. Um, by the time we had my work shower, I had already had two baby showers and I had a lot of the small items and all I was missing was the big ticket items. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're like, what if we just do a gift card shower? And they asked where I was registered. It was Amazon and Target. So they, well, it was baby list, but most of the items were Amazon Target. Mm-hmm. So they went in and got gift cards to those two stores. I got so much money and like, I mean, I was, I was like so... That shows you how much you're loved because I was like, oh my gosh, not only could we get the big ticket items we lacked, but I had probably a hundred bucks left over for like 
diapers, wipes, the random backup things, things, yeah, things that yeah. you don't know you need till you need. Like, um, what was it for us? There was something. Like, I don't think it was nail clippers, but yeah. I feel like it had to do Something, with, like, her yeah, grooming. Yeah, but it yeah. was like, oh, dang, Indy needs one of those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So maybe definitely gift cards on your registry, Maybe definitely. Let's <laughs> say that one more time. Well, those were just a few of the things that we were thinking of in terms of you get that positive pregnancy test. Here are some other things through at least those nine months and on you might also want to consider. Again, not that you have to sit there and spend hours researching these or things. Or do it all the day you take a pregnancy test. Exactly, exactly. You've got at least... Got a uh, lot of time on yeah, your hands. Yeah, yeah, But just some other things you can be thinking about as you're preparing for that sweet little one. Um, and so, yeah. If you think of any that we missed, um, hop over on Instagram and let us know at the motherhood underscore moms. Give us a follow while you're there so you can participate in any of our polls and interactive things that we bring to the podcast. Um, If you aren't already, um, feel free to leave us a rating and yeah, go ahead and download, subscribe, whatever it is on your platform. All the things, all the things for us people. Well, we will catch you guys next week. Bye. I feel like it was more like 20, but...